What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Sports Card Madness, the podcast that focuses on sports cards, collectibles, the hobby, and everything else in between. For today's episode, we got into buying things on eBay. We dusted off and took out all our hacks and tips for buying things successfully on eBay. This mostly applies to sports cards, but can definitely apply to other things as well. Before we dive in, I've got a big ask for the audience. If you could take a few seconds and go on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and either follow us or subscribe to us, that would be super helpful for the pod. Even leaving us a five-star review would be amazing. This will help keep the podcast coming every Friday. Thanks, everyone. Kick is on the way, and it is What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Sports Card Madness. Uh, today's episode is just me and LZ. LZ, what are we covering today? Oh, today we're 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 actually um, getting into something that we promised uh, a couple episodes ago. Nick, we are getting into buying on eBay, and not just sports cards. For all of our listeners, this is literally how you buy everything on eBay. If you are buying a quilt or a trombone or some very nice sports cards, you are going to follow uh, all of these tips that we bring up today. Right on. Right yeah. on, man. Mm -hmm. I, and uh, that covers probably most of America. I think everybody's bought something on eBay, so yeah. this should be good. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Hey, be before we dive in, I, I got to update you on something. Okay. Um, so I finally, you know, we talked about the Michael Jordan rookie. Mm -hmm. Signed Michael Jordan rookie. Uh, I was going out to Chicago, got postponed by a hurricane, um, but I actually made it happen, man. I I actually went out there a few weeks ago, That's and awesome. okay, I wanted to tell you how it went down um, before we dive into eBay. Yeah, please share because I I think a past episode we we did say we'd let people know. So sure, fill, yeah. us, fill us all in, Nick. Cool. So um, right, I flew out there. This was wild, man. So I've got a big wad of cash in my backpack. Feels like a drug deal. I got cash and like two card holders. So um, we're so I'm gonna ask you some questions as we go through this. Sure. So you're going through security with a wad of cash. Were you yeah. worried about doing that? Yeah, that was fun. Um, <laughs> I actually looked it up too. I'm like, how much cash allowed on a domestic flight? And uh, I found out domestic is unlimited, so all good. Oh. Um, okay. Yeah, so <laughs> for the audience, if you ever need to travel with a wad of cash, you're good in the, in the US. It. So um yeah, I went out there, man, was at the restaurant. We met at a barbecue joint, right? Because it's the Midwest. And um, I walk in with this backpack of cash and the guy's there. And so is his wife. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, All right. oh, man, okay. It's a family affair. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I sit down and, and we talk and it's just like, am I really going to hand him like a wad of cash for this card? And his wife is there just chilling, enjoying the whole yeah, thing. What is his wife doing at the time? Is she like on her phone? Is she like sipping a Mai Tai? What is she doing while this is all going down? She's interested and she didn't say it, but I got the sense of like, all right, finally, this is worth it. What you were doing, like that type oh. of vibe. <laughs> Finally, we can install that jacuzzi that I've been asking for for the past 20 years. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And it gets better, dude. So I don't know. I, I, I live in New England. It's a little bit different than the Midwest, but we're out there and this is a barbecue place. I got ribs for lunch. 
So There's... it's like smoky in the restaurant and everything. Exactly. Like okay. it's legit. Yeah. It's, a, it's a great spot. Um, nice. I look over. There's like a bridal shower. Like they're dressed all nice. The way I think of a bridal shower is like mimosas and, you know, like they're doing their thing at some, I don't know, some Italian restaurant. Like mm-hmm. this was like, it was like a hoedown and they were, it was like legit. I was impressed. I was very Ribs, impressed. Brisket, yeah. mac and cheese. Yeah. Just with their, their hands. Like, uh, I, I don't know. It was awesome. So college greens. It, it was a good time. Swapped the cards, got back on the plane, got out of Dodge. And it was, um, it was a fun, it was a fun day trip to Chicago. Uh, now I'm torn between two cards, which one to keep. Uh, I'm still thinking about that, but it's a good problem to have. So, so, so I, I, yeah, you talked about just, you know, the interaction with the wife, how, how was it, you know, I, you've been going back and forth with this guy, but you've never met in person. Um, and now you're kind of doing this long distance trade. I mean, you you forked over some money to get on a plane and, and go visit him. How was the interaction when you first met? Was it awkward? Was it cordial or right, like right at the beginning? Like how, how was it? Yeah, he was a nice guy. He's ready yeah. to, ready to kind of, I think he was excited for me, you know, cause he knows Good. I needed the card for my set. He was I think he was also like a burden was lifted. Like he did not want to deal with the grading fees and taking the gamble Mm -hmm. that I was going to take. Um, So it was nice. And he's, he's thinking of liquidating his other 80s signed MJ cards. And um, you know, I'll be there if it happens for sure. And uh, it worked out well. Um, You know, I submitted to, uh, to Beckett and watched like a Hawk for five days. It took him six days and it passed. Uh, Six days. Was, that's not bad. Congratulations. Awesome. Yeah, thanks. So we're good. I got two MJs, two signed MJs now. Got to figure out which one to keep. Um, and I might cross it to, to PSA or whatever. But I figured the audience would want to know what happened. Um, and it was kind of a cool story. Not every day you take a day trip to Chicago and buy a card that could end up being worth a lot of money like that. So it was pretty awesome. I'll remember that, it forever. Yeah, that's a that's a great story. And you know, when you were talking about you know, meeting that guy, you know what it made me think of too. We talk about this like almost every pod, but it's, it's certainly about building your PC and, and, and getting cards and some people flip cards and that whole experience, but it, it's the overall experience. It's the interaction of meeting people. And when you said that he almost felt like maybe there was like a burden lifted or like he wanted to do this for you because it was like part of your set and he understood how important it was. I think that's like a, that that's like a profound statement that I, I believe is probably true, Nick. And I would equate it to um, I've, I've had the opportunity over the years to actually purchase a few different homes. And, and each time that we purchased a home, my wife has written like a really nice, like handwritten note to the sellers and like talk to them about how, you know, we could picture our, our kids living in this house and making memories and everything. And I think, in both cases, the sellers like probably had higher offers, but they chose us because of that because they understood how much it meant to us. So I think with you, he understood how yeah. much it meant to you because you know this set is very, very important to you. So yeah, that's he awesome. Said, he said something that stuck with me too. He goes, I- I've probably looked at this thing like eight times since I got it signed. And once the, the, the real kicker was when he realized his son did not want it. He said, son has no interest in it. That was it. He's like, all right, we're done. Like I'm going to sell it, it then. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's great. Nice. Cool, cool man. Well, congrats. Right. Thanks Thank for sharing you. that one. That's a cool story. So uh, that was a fun detour, but back to eBay. All right. Back to eBay. 
All right. So like we did with the selling on eBay, mm -hmm. let's try to go in a little bit of like chronological order with the process. Sure. Um, the first one that I can think of is how do you even decide if you want to buy a card or something else on eBay? Right. Right. Um, some of the things that go through my mind and then you know, you can share some of the other things too. Right. Um, for me personally, I always try, well, actually, yeah, no, I do. I always try to start by looking for other avenues instead of eBay. Like I will look on the Facebook forums in the groups I belong to. Is anybody selling what I'm looking for? Uh, Instagram, is anybody selling what I'm looking for? Maybe I'll go to a couple local card shows again. Can I find what I'm looking for? If I can't, and there's a reason why I do that. The reason why I do that is uh, certainly at a card show, you can get it a lot quicker. You know, it's cash and you just hand them cash and you get your card and you're on your way um, with the Facebook and the Instagram. You know, there's there's different fees that you can avoid. We'll probably get to the fees at some point in this talk, but you, you kind of avoid all that. Um, but once I decide that, oh, sh you know, shoot, um, kind of I can't find it anywhere. That's when I turn to eBay. eBay's got a huge inventory that make it very easy to search. Um, so that is typically, right? It's almost, I don't want to say it's the last resort because it is a good resort to take, but it typically is probably like the fourth option that I go to. Um, you know, then there's the auction houses. I probably go to eBay, unless it's a very, very high-end value card, I'll go to eBay before I check an auction house. But at least that's kind of uh, probably my checklist on deciding. What What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that's smart. Like the thing about eBay is they've got a lot of stuff. You know, they've got a lot of users. So you're typically going to find something on there. Um, and often you can actually, it's interesting how approaches sometimes. If I need something like, let's, let's use an example, a 1986 Fleer card, right? I'll actually look for somebody who has something similar, but they don't have the other item listed. And I'll message them and be like, what else you got? You know, and that's how I've made a lot of relationships in the hobby. And then, you know, we'll transact on that deal through eBay. And then we can go off eBay for future stuff um, that he hasn't listed yet, which is totally legit. So I think that's a process there. You can just go on eBay and look around and start contacting people. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, it's funny. People don't think of Craigslist very much, but you'd be surprised. I know somebody who does well on there. Um, our, uh, our, our friend out in California, he, he goes on Craigslist. He's found a couple of Jordan rookies on there that were legit. Um, just people cleaning stuff out. They don't know about social media groups and, and things like that. They're just, they know Craigslist exists because it's a pretty old site. It's pretty easy to use. It's free. There's no fees. Um, and they put it up there so you could search there too. I mean, there's a lot, you can get creative. You can find, find, find things mm. in a lot of places. Mm. I love the idea that you just brought up of if asking somebody if they have similar items, like if they're selling a whatever, a, a 86 flare, or I don't know, prism card, whatever it is, but they have a bunch of Mahomes cards and you're looking for one in particular. That's great. I, I didn't even, yeah, that's it. I just learned something. I don't, I actually don't do that, but I'm going to start doing that one. That mm. was, that's great. Um, All right. So now you've decided you're going to go with eBay. Um, and you're going to look up a Ronald Acuna rookie card, Bowman rookie card. That's the one you want. 
And like, where do you start then? So you got to definitely do some research first, right? Um, first research I, I do is the first thing is always price, right? I'm okay. I need to, I look at, I got to look at prices. What is this thing going to cost me? Um, talked about it before go to the sold, uh, section, right? Filter by sold and completed. See what these things are going for just to get an idea. Um, so that's number one. Uh, the other thing we talk about a lot too, is the one thirty point app. Definitely go there, type the card in, see what some other solds are going, some, some other sales are going for. Um, so that is one thing. Next thing I have is inspecting the product. You have to inspect your product. Um, and this Nick, you could probably definitely chime in, like, don't be afraid to interrupt. So with, with inspecting the product, I actually like using my phone because I just find it to be easier to like zoom in on my phone with a picture. You can do it on the laptops, but especially if you don't have a touchscreen, like your mouse, sometimes it zooms too much or too far, not enough. So I like, I like the phone because you get that kind of point, uh, pinch zoom feature. And I will look at, look at the cards. I will, um, I think as you get better and better at understanding the card that you want, you will, you can quickly eyeball, I believe, especially if it's one that has like decent borders, like a card that has good borders, you can kind of eyeball if something's going to be like an eight or nine and a 10, you just can by like centering. Right. So you can start by doing that quickly. Like how's the centering look, start zooming in, look at the corners. Um, I want you to talk about some counterfeits a bit, but, um, yeah, I'm sure your head's going there, but, um, yeah, that's that you definitely have to inspect. And then lastly, for me is reviews. Now, a lot of reviews can be, you know, untruthful. Um, but I think the crowdsourcing does work. Like if you see like 2,500 five-star reviews, chances are that seller is a solid seller. So those are the three things that I always look for. There's a lot of time. I don't want to say a lot of time, but let's call it a half an hour I spend on looking at prices. Um, Then once I get the prices, I start looking at the cards, start zooming in, start like checking off or liking the ones that I think are in my short list, start looking at reviews. And now I'm getting pretty close to wanting to buy the thing. Go ahead. What else? What else do you have? Especially counterfeits, if you want to talk about that one. Yeah, the first thing you mentioned, just using your Acuna example, uh, mm. especially with modern cards, with vintage, it's very easy because there's just one card. There's no parallels. Right. With that Ronald Acuna card, I imagine there's a number of variations. So if you're comparing prices, you want to make sure you're comparing apples to apples and it's the exact variation that you're referencing. Like you're not buying like some different one or whatever. Um, that's always tricky for me. I have to look up because it's like the zebra stripes or like the refractor and, you know, stuff like that. Um Counterfeits is interesting. Before you even get into that, you know, um, if you're buying a card on eBay that is slabbed, like it's in a PSA slab, but does not have a card grade, you must be extra careful. I have been burned on this. I bought a card on eBay that looked, it looked like it could be a six. It was beautiful. Um, I got it and it was very clearly Photoshopped and there was no card grades that could get away with it. If PSA had graded that card and it was like a three, you can't really dance around it too much with Photoshop. But if it's just like an auto grade, 
um, you can get burned pretty bad. So you want to like, especially if it's a new label, go in the database, look up the picture. Does it match? If it's an old label, you're, you're gambling a little mm. bit. So you got to yep. be careful with that. Um, and then for counterfeits, you know, they're, they're everywhere. Don't think because you're buying something on eBay and it's a big company that you're not going to get counterfeits. It's just like buying something on Amazon. Um, if you buy from the wrong seller on Amazon, you're going to get something counterfeit or something not as good or the wrong price. Same rules apply for eBay. They're not policing it like you think they're policing it. Um, the good news is you can typically get your money back through your credit card or through eBay's protection program, but just do your research. Um, find somebody like me who knows 86 Fleer or Jordan or something like that, or who, whatever you're looking at. And if you can't find somebody, just Google and and just see if there's some examples or somebody's done an article about it or something like that. Um, when all else fails, if it's a good price and the reviews are good, buy the card and um, just know that, you know, do it with a credit card and know that you're protected if it is counterfeit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Do you have any tips for on the kind of, let's call it reviewers, like you're looking at reviewers. Is there anything that you pay attention to when you're looking at reviews of actual sellers themselves? Yeah, they play a little game. Um, so again, I've I've spent a career in digital marketing, so I know all about click farms. Mm -hmm. uh, if you don't know what that is, you can Google it. But basically, it's somewhere typically overseas where a lot of people are working and they are doing tasks, small tasks for a company at scale. So they, in this example, you could have a company that's buying very cheap cards, a dollar or $2, and then they're basically paying her a dollar or $2 for a review. They'll have somebody else with an account do the review. You do a couple thousand of those, all of a sudden you're a super seller and you look great on eBay, right? So the way that you yeah. can sniff that out is you actually look at the reviews and if the English is bad, that might be the case. Um, if, if it's really poor, like consistently look at the types of cards they're selling. Are they just selling like a ton of dollar cards and getting reviews on them? Or are they selling $20,000 cards? Have they, have they got like a nice mix of products that they're selling? And again, this goes beyond cards, right? Like sneakers, I'm sure a ton of counterfeits. So there's ways you can do it. Um, you know, to look at, look at the negative. So eBay defaults to the positive reviews every time. Of course. Yeah. Go, go straight <laughs> to the negative, baby. Look at those mm -hmm. negative reviews. That's going to tell you everything. If I had done that with the seller that I got burned on the Photoshop, there were 15 negative reviews that said, this thing's creased. It didn't look creased in the picture. I would never have bought from him. So oh, that geez. was on me to not look at that. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and eventually it got made right. But those are, I mean, it's not perfect, but that's, those are some things you can do. Okay. All right. Nice. Excellent. Um, all right. So we've now, we've now inspected the card. We understand what we want to pay for it. We kind of have a few sellers that maybe we're interested in doing business with them. Now let's get to auctions. What are you looking for with auctions, Nick? Auctions are fun um, yeah, yeah. because at the end of the auction, you have created the latest and greatest comp. Like you own the new price of that card. And uh, that's kind of cool. It's also mm -hmm. a little gnarly because you don't know how much you should pay because you're in an auction. 
Um, I would say go into an auction as if you're spending somebody else's money. You'll probably care a little bit more and you'll detach from it a little bit. It's like when you buy your first home, your, you know, your wife's on you because she's, she's already thinking of Christmas by the fireplace and you're like, Oh, I got to get this house. I got to get this house. Um, don't go on eBay. Don't go into eBay auctions with that mentality, man. That's just <laughs> an awful idea. I got to yeah. get this card. I got to get this card because if it's a rare card, there could be two people and you're just kicking the crap out of each other. Um, just go into it rationally with a, a top price in mind, just like you would any negotiation. And if it goes beyond that price, just don't pay it. There's other fish in yeah, the you sea. You got to walk you know? away. It's yeah. hard to do that. It's mm-hmm. because it's a, it's a passionate thing you're collecting. Um, Sometimes you got to walk away. You'll never know. Like, you know, something could show up a week later. It's a little bit different, a little bit cheaper, different grade. Um, don't kill yourself going after an auction. So that, that that's one tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's a great tip. Um, for me, I mean, I think, yeah, I'm just, I'm always just, I'm always interested when I start looking at auctions. Um, how many bids there are, right? Especially if I don't get in right away and I'm not the first bid. So that's an important thing is just to understand, okay, oh shoot, there's there's 200 bids already and we have seven days left. Okay, this is going to be, a, that when this thing gets down to the wire, there's going to be at least 10 people who are going to be very emotionally invested and I might want to be one of them, right? Or I might say, you know what? No, this is, I can tell this thing's going to get out of hand. Um, so I think that's an important important thing just to watch for right not not to scare you away either direction but um look for that as well i think yeah right right things can get gnarly with that many you know there is another strategy this works better at auction houses than ebay Hmm. sometimes if you know let's say you want to spend thirty thousand dollars on something you can immediately bid that up to like twenty thousand and just knock out all the the would-be players and then they're not, you know, that that reduces the bidders, the amount of bidders at an auction site. And when you go into overtime, like at Golden, there's less competition. So yeah. you just kind of scare and that, people away. That comes down to your research, right? You right. can pull that off. If you do your research and you know that card is worth 30 grand and this thing's sitting at, let's say, $1,200 right now, but 200 people have bid, you know that you're not going to be able to just wait this thing out and get it for $2,000. No, no you're way. paying 30 grand for that thing. So to Nick's point, go ahead and wipe out all those people by bidding $20,000. Just do it. Just do it. Um, another, another just small tip for me, especially when I find like an auction that I'm like, oh, okay, this is one that I want to get into, but I don't want to bid yet. I will always make at least one bid, bid, even if it's a small one, especially with eBay, because what's happened to me before is like, oh, okay, I'm going to remind myself in five days to come back and bid on this thing. <laughs> I would say maybe 20% of the time I remember, I remember, right? I put all sorts of uh, reminders on my phone and stuff, and there's even notifications that eBay will do for you. But if you make a bid, you will get like a bunch of reminders from eBay. Like, hey, there's only an hour left on this on this auction. Um, you might want to put in your final bid. So that's just a small thing, right? You don't have to go all in, but just put something up there. So you just, you're kind of now in the queue and um, and you, re- you, remember, you remember that. Um, 
this one is a little, I don't know. It's a little controversial, but at the same time, I feel like everybody does it. It's called sniping, right? With the auction. Um, it is, you know what? I'm not going to jump in with these other 20 people for the next five days and constantly bid back and forth and back and forth every night when I get home from work. It's, I'm going to wait until there is, if you have good Wi-Fi, you can wait till there is probably seven seconds left or even less. <laughs> I've done it in like five seconds. You wait till there's five seconds left and then you throw out your max bid, whatever you're willing to pay. It definitely makes some people angry doing that, but I feel like it's part of the game. Like a lot of people do it. And if you want to win your bid, sometimes you need to be sniping. So I will confess there have definitely been times where I have absolutely done that because it's the only way you can win some of these bids. What are your thoughts on sniping, Nick? Oh, I hate sniping, man. I know. I, hate it. I, I know. I've been, I've lost so much crap to snipers. I've bid at five seconds. Somehow they get in at two seconds oh. and then your bid's just not high enough. It's just, it sucks. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I give it right back to him. Sometimes I snipe myself and it's like revenge, revenge <laughs> of the sniper. Do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the revenge of the sniper. Yeah, oh, I mean, and it's just it. part of the game. Um, again, that that goes to like auction times, right? We talked about that in the previous episode. Um, there's less chance of a sniper if it sends later. Like, I'm not going to stay up and snipe, you know? I'll put like a cap on things and call it a day. So it all depends on the auction and what it looks like, um, yeah. who's involved. But yeah, it's time part of the game is ending man. too, right? Yeah, it, it is. It's just, so you, it's you, part of the game. You can't snipe at an auction house, which is interesting. Mm. Um, so golden, there's no sniping it, whatever happens at the end of the auction, say it ends at 10 PM and it's at $20,000. Mm -hmm. Everybody who's bid up to that point has a chance. As long as you have made one bid at some point and it goes until the end of time, every half hour. So you bid, boom, new half hour clock, boom, boom, boom. And they're using time as the cap instead of, it, it's very interesting. So, mm. um, it could go, that's could almost go like, wild. um, if anyone's done fantasy sports and you do an auction league, it's the same way. Yeah. Usually in an auction, auction league drafts and fantasy, those things can take five, six hours. Right. Because as soon as someone bids, everyone else has a chance for another 30 seconds. And, but this one's, you know, a half an hour with golden. So sure. yeah, that's, that's how that works. Yeah. So I'm sorry, everybody, but sniping is part of the game. I don't like to do it and I don't do it very often, but sometimes, sometimes it has to happen. <laughs> um, all right, auctions. Is there anything else we want to talk about with auctions, Nick? I think we've covered everything. Uh, okay. That's a pretty good lay of the land. There's mm -hmm. there's eBay, but there's other auction sites. So I'd just say be aware that eBay isn't everything. Um, mm -hmm. There are other auctions, and there are several of them. Yep. Um, There are kind of two other main ways to buy. One is just called buy it now. And the other one's called make a bid. Um, so you're not actually in an auction, but you can make an offer to to somebody. And I I actually tend to use these uh, more often. I do, uh, especially. I, I think it's especially when you're under time time crunch, right? If you're building a set and you're getting close, and you're like, I can't, I don't want to wait seven days for this auction to be done, and I possibly lose out. 
sometimes I'm willing to maybe pay a premium, but in some cases, maybe it's actually you're getting a deal because these auctions can get gnarly. Um, so yeah, the buy it now is literally that. Someone puts a a, a price up of $100 for this card and you can buy it for 100 and you can be on your way. And they make an offer, maybe they have it listed at 100, but they're also taking offers on it. So you can go in and offer 50 bucks. And maybe you did your research and you're like, well, this isn't worth 100. And okay, I understand that the seller's trying to get more than it's really worth. So sometimes I will make an offer and I will put in the notes, done my research, the last two comps were $72. And usually I'll throw them a little bit of a bone. But the last two offers were 70 bucks. I'll do it now for 75, right? So at least maybe they feel like they're winning a little bit with the recent comps. So that's usually how I'll handle those. What um I actually, I know you actually have, you mentioned at one point, might've been a, a different episode, that some people even know like how to game the system with like making the offer. Like they know, like if someone sets like a minimum, you can like figure out what that minimum is. Do you remember what I'm talking about that you yeah, referenced that at one point? Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can get a lot of information. You can actually see who's bidding too. Um, eBay hides like most of the characters, but you can see the first two. So if you've got like a buddy in cards or like a buddy's friend and he's like, I'm not bidding on that thing. You can actually see, um, you just click on it and you can see the first two characters. You're like, ah, I know who that is. Um, <laughs> so there's, there's funny games like that. You can, you can set, you know, you can have a minimum and then also have a buy it now. And as soon as the minimum is taken, um, it turns into an auction. So it's it's tricky, you know. They'll they'll set different prices to see if eBay's algorithm will rank things better or not. Um, and and for the record, I mean, I know this gets into selling. If you want something to rip on eBay and get that algorithm going, throw that thing on there for a dollar and step back. Um, mm -hmm. The algorithm loves that. I got two auctions right now that I just set at a dollar and let them rip. Um, so yeah, I mean, watch the minimums do your research, make sure they're not getting cute with it. Um, but there is, you know, some stuff that happens around that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So you've now done your research. You've decided auction buy now make an offer. You actually touched on, I thought you were going to go there earlier, but you didn't. So I'll, I'll bring it up now when you were talking about, the research, this kind of falls under it with when you said like, especially the slabs, right? Um, eBay, let's call it, I don't know, maybe it's probably been the past year because time flies or maybe a little less. They have um, authentication services now. So, because I thought you were going to get into that a little bit earlier, but can you talk about that piece of it, the authentication side of it? Yeah, so I don't love it. Um, okay. I think it's a little silly right now. Basically, in my opinion, I think it adds weeks to you receiving the card. Mm. So the reason I think it's silly is they don't authenticate aftermarket signatures. So if you pull a card that signs part of the factory out of a pack, they'll look at that. That's fine. But if you've got like an on-card autograph or something you've done in person and you send that in for authentication, eBay's like, cool, card's real. Can't say anything about the autograph. Here's another two weeks for shipping. What ends up happening is 
that card goes to it goes from the seller to a third party authenticator and that third party authenticator says yeah we're good and then they ship it to you so it adds this like yeah. this round trip that's sure, just probably is 2 weeks it's just ridiculous yeah. for mm. very very little value now mm. i do think it would be helpful for certain cards and certain price ranges that counterfeit thing you alluded to before that might be helpful you know they could look at an 86 fleer and jordan and make sure it's good um but i've had two or three things go to their authentication that creased card that went to the authenticator they're like it's authentic and then yeah it's authentically creased in half and that wasn't in the listing ebay's just like stamps it and they don't care so the program has a lot of work to do before i'm yeah. confident that it's actually a benefit it mm -hmm. feels more like a service that they're trying very hard to pump right now and and we'll probably charge for in the future mm -hmm. um and they're trying to get the track record so that they can charge for it that's my Ye opinion all right i think it's actually time we haven't done this in a little while we need to get into madness university all right. and where i want to focus nick is there are there's solicitations and around like hey let's make a trade off of ebay and kind of what you know there's you can get in trouble there it's very enticing but let's talk about that i think you definitely have a, i think even like a, a lesson learned there so let's get into it what should people be worried about thinking about maybe when they get approached with something like this uh first thing i want to say is 99 times out of 100 it is a situation where you're going to get burned and you could get burned by getting kicked off of eBay. You could get burned by transacting with someone with no support infrastructure and guarantees behind that transaction. And it's just like bad form too. like you're finding people on eBay. Therefore, you know, eBay should kind of be compensated. That's why I said earlier, you know, do the deal. And then if you like the guy, then if it hasn't been listed yet, that's fair game. Stuff that's mm -hmm. listed on eBay, you know, you'll get these like, hey, let's make a trade. That card's worth less than this. Here's my Instagram. You want to contact me? It's a very slippery slope and it's a it's kind of a dark road that you go down. So I would just avoid it altogether. If you're feeling froggy and you want to do this <laughs> and um, you're getting into it, you know, just just take measures into your own hands. Like make sure they coin the picture. You know, that means writing today. What is coin? Coin means yeah, taking a post-it or something that doesn't look like it's Photoshopped and saying like Dave, you know, and today's date. I actually yeah. do a step further. I don't like that because Photoshop exists. I actually have them take a video spinning the card. And while they do that, they say the time. Say, this is Dave. It's 7.13 PM. And this is the card. You can't fake that. He is no. possessing the card. Now mm -hmm. it's just a matter of like, all right, am I going to get the card? Um, sometimes it helps. You know, I've got a, I've got friends all over the U.S. It, it, I actually start thinking like, all right, well, my buddy is like an hour from him. They can meet up. I trust my buddy, um, and then they can get the deal done. And then my mm -hmm. buddy sends it to me. That's how I got the Pete Maravich rookie card. Um, my buddy's out in California. Met the guy. So that removes quite a bit of risk if you do that. Um, you know, me personally, I got burned, you know, I, I had a, uh, a card up there. I, I went to trade it. 
I got burned on the trade. We we did the trade, but I got a fake PSA seven Michael Jordan. Um, found out from PSA, want want that it was fake. Um, and that was like my first experience with that was 86 your first Fleer. jump. Yeah. And then the it. guy mm-hmm. fell bad. He traded me an 86 Fleer full raw set for it. And then I took that set, got the whole thing autographed and made, you know, lemons out of, um, made lemonade out of lemons. There you go. But it was, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's a tricky road. So, um, I guess the message of Madness University here is be careful. Be careful. Trust your gut. Those little hairs on the back of your neck, they don't lie. They really don't. If it's too good to be true, it's too good to be true. So watch out for that, everybody. Um, you know, I just one other thing I wanted to cover. I mentioned it earlier, but just remember, like you have sales tax, you have shipping costs, and you are paying for that on eBay. Right. So just keep that in mind. Uh, you win a card for a hundred dollars, you're paying more than a hundred dollars for that thing because you got taxes, you got shipping costs, and um yeah, it's just you just got to keep that in mind, right? So it's 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 why I said at the beginning I kind of have my checklist where I check different forums and and other ways of maybe purchasing the card. So, right? Um, yeah, excellent. Hmm. I mean, that's that's kind of uh, those are the the big things to look out for, right? For I, uh, I think so. Stuff on eBay for any yeah anything buying and uh, buying on eBay. I I really think those are um that's kind of the quick crash course for ebay if anyone's ever in a bind you know how to find us the Insta- right. our instagram handles are in the pod mm-hmm. i have no problem taking your dm and helping you with uh a trade that could go wrong or an item that you're not sure about i feel these questions all the time and i'm happy to help all right i guess that's a wrap for ebay right lz that is a wrap all right thanks everyone bye everybody all right everyone that was another episode of sports card madness you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. If you like this episode, please take a few seconds and subscribe wherever you get them, and uh, we'll keep them coming. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.